Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Well, hey, 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 welcome to No Limits Church. Thank you all so much for being here. We're going to continue our series today called Filled with the Holy Spirit. But before we get into that, I want you to just turn to your neighbor, give him a high five and say, you made a good choice being here today. And if you're joining us online, I want to say hey to you too. Thanks so much for being with us. It's great to hear the word of God, even if it's over the internet. But if you have a chance to be here with us in person next week, come on, come be with us. We would love to have you. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade. I'm the lead pastor alongside my wife, Beth. And here at No Limits, we're on a mission of making a difference. We want to help you know God. We want to help you find freedom. We want to help you discover purpose. And you know, part of knowing God is knowing the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit also plays a role in you finding freedom. And he definitely plays a role in helping you walk out your purpose. You actually can't do it without him. But before we get into the message, I actually want to pray for us to have open ears. You see, we tend to approach the Word of God to confirm our own thinking. Like you guys showed up with your own ideas about how you feel about the Holy Spirit, and you're like, I'm going to wait for Kate to confirm what I think about the Holy Spirit. Just me. That's that sort of thing. I mean, have you ever been to the Bible just to look for scriptures to confirm the way that you thought? You think you're going to find truth that way? Probably not. So I just want to pray that we have open ears, open minds to what God wants us to see today through these words that I speak. So God, we submit ourselves to you today. We invite your word in here today. We invite your truth. God, we want to know who you are. We want to know who the Holy Spirit is. And so we come. We put our own thoughts aside, our own ideas. We put that aside today. And we just ask you to reveal yourself to us. In Jesus' name, everybody who agrees with that, say amen. Amen. So a few weeks ago, I was asking the Lord, what do you want me to preach next? And what he told me is, I need my people to know how to live filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they can't accomplish what I need them to do in these last days without him. You can't do it. And that's why we're doing this series, because the Lord needs you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can't just say, ah, as long as Cade is filled with the Holy Spirit, that's enough. Nope. He needs you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we kicked this off last week talking about how to prepare for the Holy Spirit. You got to get yourself ready first. We found out that obedience to God is required for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And there's a scripture, you find it all over, like it confirms it throughout scripture. I'm going to show you one more that I didn't show you last week. In Acts 5.32, the Holy Spirit is given by God to those who do what? Well, that's pretty clear, isn't it? Obedience seems intimidating, but it's actually not whenever it comes from the right place. By default, obedience is a performance. We perform for God by doing our best to do what he wants. We sometimes mess it up, but we eventually find our way back into the performance. We think God's impressed when we get it right. Anybody? Patting yourself on the back when you get it right. We think he yells at us when we get it wrong. But it turns out God does not want us to perform at all. This is misunderstood by many people. We're told that sin doesn't really matter. It's all covered by grace. Your faith in Jesus Christ does grant you complete forgiveness. Aren't you thankful for that? I know that I am. But we go off the rails by thinking that God no longer wants our obedience. I'm here to tell you that God still wants your obedience. Actually, he requires it if you want to see his power manifest in your life. He just doesn't want your obedience to come as a performance. 
He doesn't want that. He wants your obedience to come as a result of knowing who you are to him. Let me put it to you this way. Obedience is not something we do. It's who we are. And when you know who you are to God, obedience is just who you are. You don't really even have to try. It just kind of comes natural. But for this to be true for you, you have to get into the Bible and you have to find out who you are to God. Who am I to God? You'll find out that you're right with God, not because of what you've done, but because of your faith in Jesus Christ. Anybody thankful to be right with God? Yes, you'll find out that you're in a place of undeserved privilege. Anybody thankful? You'll find out that you're healed. You're free from sin. You're blessed. You're protected. Your every need is met. You have peace. You have joy. This is who you are to God. But if you don't have these things, you know why you don't? Because you haven't put in the effort to find out who you are to God. I can't do it for you. I wish I could, but I can't. You have to put in the effort. You have to search out the scriptures. You have to meditate on the scriptures. You have to get quiet before the Lord and say, Lord, who am I to you? Show me, who am I to you? And once you find out who you are to God, you know what? You're going to find yourself walking in obedience, walking in obedience without even trying. And then you're going to be prepared and ready to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So now the question is, once we're prepared, how do we get filled with the Holy Spirit? This is a question the disciples were asking Jesus before he ascended into heaven. So up until this point, Jesus was the source of God's power for the disciples, right? Because he was there with them. But Jesus was about to leave, and he expected them to do greater works than he did. Can you imagine? I bet they were begging Jesus, like, you got to stay. How can you expect us to do greater works than you if you're not here with us? You know they were saying that. And right before ascending into heaven, Jesus commanded the disciples to wait. He said, don't do anything yet. In just a few days, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then he told them why. Here's why you're being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Take a look. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. So according to Jesus, the Holy Spirit gives you two things, power and boldness to be a witness. The Holy Spirit is the source of God's power. Without the Holy Spirit, we have no chance at doing the works of Jesus, much less greater works than Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is the source of God's boldness and courage. Without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you will fail to tell people about Jesus because you're going to be too scared, right? You're going to be too scared. The enemy hates the baptism of the Holy Spirit because if you get it, he knows you'll be destroying the works of the devil. He knows you won't be scared anymore. Why do you think I'm at complete peace writing a book that's going to be harshly criticized? Because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I have power and boldness from the Holy Spirit. I ain't scared. Jesus ain't woke, and people got to know so they can meet the real Jesus. Y'all, I'm not going to sit on the sidelines while people worship the idol of woke Christianity and go to hell because of it. I'm not going to sit on the sidelines and let that happen. I'm going to let people know the truth. And for those of you wondering, my book is called Jesus Ain't Woke, and it comes out September 1st, and I'm excited. But now you probably realize why the baptism of the Holy Spirit is such a sensitive subject in the church world. Some denominations believe in it, others don't. The woke church simply ignores it, so we don't make anybody uncomfortable. So here we are, the American church lacking power and lacking boldness. Oh, we'll go enjoy the show at church, but share Jesus at work or on Facebook? Nah, I'm too scared. What will people think of me? What if they don't like me anymore? What if I lose my job for standing for truth and righteousness? 
Yep, those are the questions you have when you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not telling you these things to make you feel bad. I'm telling you these things so you can determine where you are. Where am I in this? It's really easy to tell if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You just take yourself, take, take a moment and ask yourself, am I bold for God or am I acting like a wuss? I mean, that's not a very churchy word. I just want to make sure I could get the point across. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're not here to play games. We're here to lead people to Jesus. In the book of Acts, you'll read account after account of the boldness that comes upon people when they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And one of them is Stephen. The Bible says that he was a man full of God's grace and power. He performed many miracles and signs before the people. But wouldn't you know it, the religious people got upset, so they started to debate with him. But none of them could stand against the wisdom that Stephen spoke. Why? Because Stephen was speaking from the Holy Spirit. So what did the religious people do because they couldn't win their debate? Well, they spread lies about Stephen so they could get more religious people to turn against Stephen. And it worked. They brought Stephen before the religious high council to be questioned. He was accused of speaking against the Holy Temple and speaking against the laws of Moses. And they asked Stephen if this was true. And what did Stephen respond with? A really lengthy sermon. He talked about Abraham. He talked about Moses. And eventually he worked his way to David. I mean, this is several pages in the Bible. You've got to read it for a while. And after all this, I want you to take a look at what Stephen said to these religious elite people. These were these religious elite that he was talking to. Take a look. You stubborn people. You are heathen at heart and deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? That's what your ancestors did. And so do you. All right, Stephen. Go ahead, buddy. Be bold. Right? At least now we know the qualities of somebody who resists the Holy Spirit. They're stubborn. They're heathen. And they're deaf to the truth. Maybe you know somebody like this. Don't look at them if they're in the room. How do you think these pious religious people received Stephen's accusation? Yeah, they were furious. And they were shaking his, their fists at him in rage. Did this scare Stephen? Nope, because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Take a look. But Stephen, full of what? The Holy Spirit. He gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. So in the very same moment, the religious people are over here furious and shaking their fists at Stephen. Stephen's just standing there having a heaven experience. And he was so excited about it, he wanted to tell the religious people about it. He's like, hey guys, look, the heavens are open and Jesus is right there. Then it turned ugly. They, tur- they covered their ears and just began shouting, ah! the religious people, you know, acting like mature adults, right? <laughs> they drug Stephen out of the city and they stoned him to death after that. And then take a look at Stephen's last words. He said, he fell to his knees shouting, Lord, Don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. This is what it's like to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You have courage. You have boldness. You're not afraid of death. You'll do whatever God asks you to do, regardless of the outcome. How do you know if you're filled with the Holy Spirit? You have power. You have boldness to do what needs to be done to be a witness for Jesus. But that's not all. There's something else the Holy Spirit gives you, the ability to discern truth from deception. Take a look. Jesus said in John 16, 13, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth and he will tell you of things to come. 
So where can we lay the blame for so many people being sucked into the ravages of woke Christianity? Neglecting the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is not just the power of God. He's the spirit of truth. Without being filled with the Holy Spirit, we have no chance at discerning truth from lies. That's why people fall for clever race theories. That's why people celebrate the bondage of sexual perversion. That's why people ignore the slaughter of babies. That's why people believe everything they hear on the news and then live their lives in fear. It's only by the Holy Spirit that we can clearly see truth. If we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, we're on our own. You're just going to have to Google it and hope that what you read is true. WebMD, anybody? When we're in the middle of the, when we were in the middle of the COVID lockdowns last year, the Holy Spirit told me something of things to come, and I would have rather him not. But he did anyway. And it reminds me of something the Holy Spirit told the Apostle Paul that probably wasn't fu- very fun to hear. Y'all, I study in the book of Acts to prepare for this, and I laughed out loud whenever I read this next verse. This is hilarious. I don't know what awaits me, except the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. So if you thought that the Holy Spirit only tells you the good things to come, (laughs) he's going to tell you of the challenges that are ahead as well. So the Holy Spirit told me last year that the COVID vaccine is going to do more harm than the virus. Let me embrace this awkward moment for a minute. Because I know that when you say anything against the vaccine, people just assume that you're caught up in all the conspiracy theories that are out there. But the thing is, the Holy Spirit told me this before the conspiracy nonsense even started. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, you know that I constantly encourage people, do not give in to the shaming and the controlling and the manipulating that's going on because of this vaccine. Don't give in to it. If you're unsettled about the vaccine, don't get it. And don't worry, you're not killing people by not getting the vaccine. That's just an intimidation tactic. It's not truth. You don't have to get it to prove that you care about people. You don't have to get it because Dr. Fauci said to get it. You don't have to get it because your employer is mandating it. Y'all, your employer is just scared. They're just scared. That's all that's going on here. Some of you know deep down you're not supposed to get the vaccine. You can't explain it. You just know it. It's the Holy Spirit, and you better listen. You better listen to it. So the Holy Spirit told me about all this before the vaccine was even in the works. So it was kind of easy for me to take that word that he gave me and just put it off till later because I didn't want to talk about it anyway. But then when the vaccine started being distributed, my heart was so troubled because that word was still in my heart. So in tears one day, I remember crying out to God because I knew there's nothing I can say. There's nothing I can do to convince people not to get the vaccine who have already decided to get it. And the Spirit of God, his compassion just kind of washed over me. And he said, Cade... I'm going to use No Limits Church as a place of healing for those who are hurt from the vaccine. So I hope you're ready to see miracles, signs, and wonders because it's God's assignment for No Limits Church, and we will fulfill it. Do you know how we're going to fulfill it? By being filled with the Holy Spirit. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we have power to do even greater miracles than Jesus. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we have boldness to say what needs to be said and to do what needs to be done for Jesus. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we know truth in every situation, no matter how good the deception. We know truth. So now let me tell you a story, just to kind of lighten the mood in here, because that's pretty heavy, right? 
about when the Holy Spirit was telling me of things to come for my own life, and I didn't listen. Y'all can get a laugh out of this one. So a few years ago, Beth and I were exploring ways to put our money to work. And that sounds kind of funny because we're used to working for money, but you can also make your money work for you. You probably know it talked about as investing. You put money in like a 401k and it grows over time and you don't have to do anything for that to happen. But for some reason, I just can't connect with the stock market. So I was looking for other ways to invest my money and real estate kind of caught my eye. It's like, oh, that sounds interesting. So I took a few classes and I want to see if it was something that I wanted to do. And it was all very interesting at first. But then a few months into it, I got this check. I knew that it wasn't for me. This is not for you. Did I listen? Nope. Kept going. Spent quite a bit of time and money traveling and learning. And eventually we purchased our first investment property here in Owasso. And the intention was that for, for it to be a shared housing for sober living. So it, we wanted it to be a safe place for people who were fresh out of rehab to go and get back on their feet again. So Beth and I poured ourselves into this. We put 20% down to mortgage the house. We furnished the house. We stocked it with sheets and, and dishes and all the stuff that people need to live. We went to visit rehab facilities to let people know that it was available. We built a website. We put money into marketing to let people know that the house was there. Y'all, we worked hard to make this happen. A few people moved in. My mother-in-law even stayed there for a little while to help us figure things out. It was exciting at first. But it didn't last very long. Just a few weeks in, we had to move out one of our residents for bringing drugs into the house. You know, when it's a safe place for sober living, you can't allow drugs into the house. So, But let me tell you, asking them to leave was not a pleasant experience. There was yelling. There were threats. And it went on for hours before they finally left. And I could tell you story after story about how rough this journey was. And it's because I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. I can think back to the day that he told me not to keep moving forward. I can remember it. I know where I was. I know what time of day it was. I remember that I didn't listen. But don't get me wrong. Following God, it's not always rainbows and sunshine. But when you are in the will of God, you have the grace to press through the challenges that come against you. In this case, we had no grace. We were on our own (laughs) and struggling the whole time. About six months in, we finally got smart enough to realize, you know, I think this isn't for us. So we made the tough decision of shutting down the house. I mean, it was a good idea, right? A good cause. It just wasn't God's assignment for us. And then we posted the house for rent, and we've had an incredible family living there for a little over a year now. But even though we have great tenants, this house is still a thorn in my side. Let me tell you why. We had a year reprieve. Everything went smoothly. And then there was a leak in the kitchen. And by the time we discovered the leak, it had ruined cabinet. It had ruined the cabinets and the floor and the wall behind the cabinets. We had to call in mold remediation, tear the kitchen apart, have custom cabinets made and put it all back together. And as if, this, as if that's not enough, the contractor that I picked was a mess. I had to manage his schedule for him. He lied to me about things being done that weren't done. He would have his subcontractors show up late in the evening, and disrupt the family that was living there. A project that should have taken three weeks took three months to complete. It was exhausting. $10,000 later, not covered by insurance. The kitchen looks great again. (laughs) Looks great again. And I kid you not, just a few weeks later, I get a text from my tenant. 
Water's running from the upstairs bathroom down the wall in the downstairs laundry room. Great. Choose joy. <laughs> I picked a different contractor this time, and it went much better. They, they had to tear out the wall, remediate the mold, and now it's all being put back together. All of this to finally realize that real estate investing is not something that I'm supposed to be doing. The Holy Spirit told me several years ago, and here I am, learning the hard way. <laughs> I tell you this story so that you know, the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth, but he does not force you to live in the truth. He will lead you into all truth, but he does not force you to live in the truth. You still have to decide to listen whenever the truth is revealed to you. So to wrap up today, I want to bust up some myths about the Holy Spirit. Here's a myth. You receive the Holy Spirit when you get saved. Don't get me wrong, you can get saved and then immediately after receive the Holy Spirit, but they're two separate things. Let's go to scripture so I can show you. Because you're like, I don't know, Cain. I don't know. Let's show you. I'll show you in two places. Acts 8, 14. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for these new, what? To receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. This makes it very clear that salvation and receiving the Holy Spirit are two different things, two different occurrences. In other words, you can be saved and not receive the Holy Spirit. Let me make this clear. You don't have to receive the Holy Spirit to be saved. I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea today. Salvation comes by faith in Jesus Christ. Your faith in Jesus seals your eternity in heaven. So you can go to heaven without receiving the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is what gives you the ability to lead others to salvation. Remember, being filled with the Holy Spirit gives you the power, boldness, and truth that you need to be an effective witness for Jesus Christ. And I know you'd agree it'd be much better to go to heaven taking people with us than to end up there all by ourselves. So let me show you this, this to you in one more place in the Bible so you know that I'm not taking one section of Scripture out of context. And this is in Acts 19. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several what? Believers. Believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. No. They replied, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience, he asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. And as soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. Do you receive the Holy Spirit when you get saved? No, it's its own thing. But it can happen back to back, where you get saved, with the, where you get saved, and then you get filled with the Holy Spirit right after. Or you could be saved for a while, years, decades, and then get filled with the Holy Spirit. I was asking the Lord to help me explain this one night before bed. I think it was this past Thursday, and he woke me up at 3 a.m. with the answer. I don't know why he didn't just tell me before I went to sleep, but I guess I had to get quiet first. What he showed me was that when you get saved, it's like a light turns on on the inside of you, in the core of your being. Because your spirit is made one with God's spirit. So the truth is now living on the inside of you. And so that's why you start to feel uneasy about sin. It didn't really bother you before, but now there's like this fight going on on the inside of you. The truth in your spirit is at war with the lies in your mind. There's a fight. So that's what it's like to be saved without the Holy Spirit. The truth is there. It just has a hard time getting out because it has to come through your unrenewed mind. But when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, your whole body is flooded with light. 
The whole thing is flooded with light. So let me put it to you this way. When you get saved, the light comes on in the core of your being. When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, the light is everywhere. It fills your mind. It fills everything. There's no longer a fight going on because you've allowed yourself to be filled with God's truth, filled with his power, and now you're more bold than you've ever been. All right, here's the next myth. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is a one-time event. You get filled with the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues, and now you're filled forever, right? Wrong. You can get filled with the Holy Spirit as many times as you need to. I want you to think of it like a glass of water. You fill up the glass of water, you take a drink. You take another drink. You take another drink. And if you don't keep filling it, what happens? The glass is empty. Has anyone been filled with the Holy Spirit before, but now you're feeling a little empty? It's time to get filled again. Even the Apostle Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit multiple times. Let me show it to you. In Acts 9.17, Ananias laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, who's also Paul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight. And what? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. What do you think happened right after he was filled with the Holy Spirit right here? Take a look. And immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogue, saying he indeed is the Son of God. Remember, Paul was the one who hated Christianity so much he was killing Christians. And then he had an encounter with Jesus, and he got saved. And then he got filled with the Holy Spirit, and immediately he gained the boldness that he needed to go speak for the thing that he used to stand against. The Holy Spirit is good, y'all. That's good. So this was the first time that he was filled with the Holy Spirit, but 14 years later, we have an account where the Apostle Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit again. This was when he was going to preach the gospel to the governor of Paphos. There was a sorcerer in the city who was trying to convince the governor not to listen to what Paul had to say. But here's what happened next. So Saul, also known as Paul, was what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. And he looked the sorcerer in the eye, and then he said, You son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, an enemy of all that is good, will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? So we know that Paul was filled once before, And then he was filled again. And what was the result? The same thing. He got the boldness that he needed to destroy the works of the devil and preach Jesus. This ought to be encouraging for many of you because you've been filled with the Holy Spirit before, but now you find yourself in a place without power and without boldness. God needs us to live filled with the Holy Spirit. He can't accomplish what he needs us to do in these last days without the Holy Spirit. We can't do it. We need to be filled and we we need to get filled and we need to stay filled. And I'm here to help you out. So as your pastor, God has given me the authority to lay hands on you so that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. So when I lay my hands on you, you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit whenever you're ready for it, whenever you decide to receive it. So those of you who are ready, I want you to stand up right now if you're ready to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't wait, just get on your feet. I'm inviting those of you who have never been filled before, and I'm also inviting those of you who have been filled before, and now you're just feeling a little empty. Don't let your pride get in the way to stand up. Since we got the baptismal up here, I'm just going to walk around the room today and come lay hands on you. But first, we go ahead and bring those lights down. I want to make sure that we're focused here. Everybody bow your heads.
If you're doubting right now, like if you're wondering, is this going to work? I want you to shut your doubt. Shut it up. Because those who doubt don't receive anything from God. Just tell your mind to shut up and you say, when Cade lays his hands on me, I will be filled with the Holy Spirit and I will get power and I will get the boldness that I need to do what God needs me to do. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Holy Spirit, we are good. You are good. Holy Spirit, you are good. We do not resist you. We welcome you. So those of you who are standing right now to say that, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise you, God. We worship you, God. We thank you for this gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you did not leave us alone to do this without you. But you gave us exactly what we needed to do what you've called us to do. And we thank you that today will be a day that's remembered as the day everybody got a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. They're gonna walk away with boldness. They're gonna walk away with power encourage man I look forward to hearing the stories that come out of this thank you God you know one of the things that motivates us to be filled with the Holy Spirit is realizing that Jesus wants to come back and, and do this thing. like he wants to come back get his church he wants to finish this thing up but he's waiting for the gospel to be preached to every creature everywhere and that's our job so that should motivate you. We should want Jesus to come back sooner. Jesus, we want to help you. What can we do to help you come back sooner to prepare the way for you to come back and get us? Let that be your motivation. That's why you're getting filled with the Holy Spirit. This is a selfish thing. This is something that you want to do because you want to lead others to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your filling of the Holy Spirit. We honor you today. We worship you today. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. 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 God is good. Go ahead and bring those lights up. Now we're going to move into our water baptism. We have four people getting baptized today. Amen. All right, y'all, to finish up today, I don't want to leave today without giving you an opportunity to give. So if you want to give today and you're giving by cash or check, raise your hands. One of our ushers will bring you an offering envelope, or you can give online anytime, and how you do that is you visit nolimits.fyi. Nolimits.fyi, you'll find a giving button there, and it'll get you where you need to go. Thank you so much for joining us, and a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.